Okay, so thanks Bruce for joining us today for The Sound Architect. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it's really great to have you here because you're getting the Lifetime Achievement Award yeah. today. So how do you feel about that? Old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very flattered by it. Um, particularly since it, since I had to come a long way to get it, so it's very fluttering. You know? Yeah, I mean, they make you work for it. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. I enjoy being here. Um, I, I, mean, I like being in Germany, but um, mm -hmm. it's just it's nice when you get it from a distance because you know that people like what you do a long way away. Yeah. So. Yeah. You've actually got quite a vast and varied portfolio of things that you've worked on. Mm -hmm. Could you maybe talk us through some of those projects, maybe the ones that you really enjoyed or really stuck your teeth into? Well, um, you know, the ones that I enjoyed, I, I enjoy them for different reasons. Sometimes I enjoy them because the score turned out well mm -hmm. for me. It's music that I like. Or because I had a good experience with the director or the producer or the recording. Um, or because I like the movie, just because I like the movie. Um, in general, I like the process. I think what I really like about composing in movies and film is that uh, you ne never get two jobs that are the same. You always have creative problems. Um, sometimes you have personality problems, meaning that you have to try and figure out what it is that the director wants or the producer wants, whoever is asking you to do it. Um, mostly they don't know very much about music, mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But uh, sometimes they get intimidated by it and it becomes kind of a problem when it shouldn't be a problem. So mm -hmm. you try to find out the way that you can communicate best for them. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, if you can help the movie be better and to take shape, you know, those things all make you feel good. So looking back on them, um, I, don't, I don't spend much time looking at movies that I've done, mm -hmm. but um, occasionally I see them on TV, yeah. and I'll, I might sit and watch them for 15, 20 minutes and remind yeah. myself of what something was. Um, television is harder to do that with because if you've done a lot of, like I've done a lot of television, I did a lot of series like Dallas and Quincy and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and I frankly forget the music and I forget the shows, <laughs> so it's like yesterday, they showed a clip from a Dallas, I guess I did it, I don't, rem I don't remember <laughs> the show, I don't, and I didn't remember the music, I've, I've sat sometimes and watched one of those shows for 35 minutes until I remembered something that was in it, and then mm -hmm. re remembered that I would actually did do it, it was <laughs> I didn't remember the music or anything, so you you know, the one thing about doing this kind of work is if you're busy, you're really busy and you write a lot of music. Mm -hmm. And um, unlike songwriters, songwriters basically know every song they wrote and they know who published it and they know who sang it and they know, they know everything about it. With film people, particularly if you do a lot of television, um, not so much. People will say, oh gee, I really like that piece you wrote for, and then they mention the program. Mm -hmm and you may or may not know what they're talking about because yeah. you just don't remember the music. And, and people, I mean, you, you could actually play probably an hour's worth of music for me, all of which was mine, and I wouldn't remember any of it, mm -hmm. except that I would figure it out by the style. Mm -hmm. you know, that I, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably me. I, yeah, I would do that or something like that. You know? Yeah, it sounds it, it's like a, something you would yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a really interesting, it's a really interesting profession, and um, I think that the, the jobs that I've enjoyed the most have been actually um, jobs that were not mainstream film jobs, but were things like, I enjoy animation, I enjoy theme parks. Mm -hmm. Because theme parks are sort of interactive in that people are always coming up 
to your music and being influenced by the music by the millions. Mm -hmm. Like when you do one of the Disney things, you know, you have millions of people who, who go through your thing and hear it. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> music would be sort of the last thing you'd think they'd be listening to. But you get letters from people saying, uh, I went on such and such a ride and I heard your music and I just love it. Where can I get a copy of it? <laughs> That's something fantastic. like that, you know, yeah. which is really nice. Um, I like the fact that another thing about this music is that people are influenced by it in a nice way that it, it uh, makes them feel good or that it was inspiring to them or you know something like that. I, mean, I hear stories like that. I did a lot of kids movies, family movies, and um, accidentally actually. <laughs> and I hear from people like uh, young people in their 30s, which yeah. is not all that young, but you know people in their 30s saying, oh I grew up with such and such a film that you did. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it has a real resonance with them. And, I, and that's that's nice. It's like a student coming up and saying, oh, you said something to me 30 years ago, blah, 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 and really changed my <laughs> yeah. life. And you think, oh, that's good. It makes you feel as if it was a good thing you were around. You're actually, uh, you're a musical composition tutor at UCLA, is that I, right? Yeah, I, until recently. I, I, I stopped doing it, but I was teaching at UCLA and USC. Oh, okay. At USC, I was in the film scoring program. Yeah. And at UCLA, I was teaching uh, orchestration and composition. And I enjoyed it because uh, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy seeing um, young composers struggling with their material. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it actually helps me when I'm writing because I think every composer struggles with their material and every writer mm -hmm. struggles, you know, that's famous. Um, and it's when you're, when you're the teacher to somebody and you're trying to be objective about what their problems are, when you're writing and you're having problems, it's a way of standing out of yourself and saying, now, if I were my teacher, what would I say to myself? How would I correct this? Or what, where's the, what's the thing that I need to do here? Which is a pretty valuable thing to learn. Yeah. So, no, I enjoyed it a lot. Great. Um, so the field of composing for films and that kind of medium music is still relatively new. And it's changing quite quickly. Yeah. How do you feel, as someone who's, you've done such a vast like you've done so many things how do you feel about this changing landscape like i think for us we're both composers ourselves and if we feel like we're trying to keep up as well is it the same for yourself um no i don't feel like i have to keep up because i've <laughs> i've got too much behind me mm -hmm. um that's a good point <laughs> but i'm very aware of how how it's changed yeah uh my i my oldest boy uh, my stepson is a um, composer mixer Mm -hmm. does a lot of pop work and um, sometimes we talk about it I mean he talks about the music that he's involved in and he sees my work objectively as a um, as a genre actually um, whereas I see it as being the whole world you know he sees it as, as part of what the musical landscape is mm -hmm. I think one of the things that have changed for me is that um, the musical genres really have become many more than when I was beginning. When I when I began, there were a lot of people who wrote very similarly. You know, we all had kind of the same impression of melody and harmony. And some some guys were more creative than others, and their music was more interesting than others. But in terms of style, it was all very similar. Mm -hmm. um, now the styles are very, very, very different. Yeah. Um, like this morning, I was listening to a new song, a pop song, and I was thinking, boy, what a lousy melody. You know, and what a lousy. And, but, the production was spectacular, and the performance was really great, but, but the actual material was very simple in terms of what I would want to do. Mm -hmm. um, you just acknowledge it. I, um, music is always changing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's always changing, and I find some of it really interesting. Like I, I was watching, um, I was watching the movie Arrival, mm -hmm. which is uh, Johan Johansson, you know, who's basically doing the sound design. Not anything like what I do. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a million years from what I do, mm -hmm. but really effective. Really, yeah. really, really effective, and it made me think if I were young, I would want to try something out like that. Um, the other music, I mean, not really, because mm -hmm. it's it's taking music and it's taking it into a different level from what I learned. Mm -hmm. My favorite kind of music, this will sound silly, but my favorite kind of music of all music I've ever heard in my life, all music, is Baroque music. Oh, okay. Because in Baroque music, everything makes sense. And you never get lost. It's music that um, ha is full of rules, and mm -hmm. uh, but you have to have a lot of technique and you have to have a lot of muscle to be able to do that kind of music. I like it. It's very safe kind of music. Mm -hmm. Once you get past Baroque music, it opens up to your personal whims mm -hmm. and how you feel. And now it gets to be kind of murky. Yes. So now music has become, it's not so much feeling based as it is um, construction based, you know. But every once in a while, the sound design guys, the sound design guys are moving more into this feel, to this area of musical feeling and I would say like pure emotion and, and pure sound. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that really interesting. Yeah, um, we actually were at Petri Alanko's talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you managed to yeah. attend that, but he has a really interesting approach where he he'll experiment with sounds first, and yeah. he was telling us that his he did a score for Quantum Break and his melody was actually derived from him smashing a kettle on the floor and he heard these kind of clusters of notes yeah. that became the melody. So I think, I don't know if you would agree with this, but sound design and music are starting to become more intertwined. Yeah. They're not as separate as they once were. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with it. it um, look, I mean, any way, any way you can come up with an idea is valid. If you have to do it standing upside down doing <laughs> yoga push-ups, I mean, you know, what does it matter? Mm -hmm. And if you hear it in the sound of breaking glass or, or chains being ripped apart, I mean, it doesn't, what does it matter? Mm -hmm. um, and particularly if, if the music responds, if you can get a response from other people, mm -hmm. then you know you're onto something. You know? And that's the, that's the primary thing in movies, that you have to take your music, whatever style of music you write, and you have to be able to connect with other people because you're there to help tell a story, period. Yeah. You're just there to help tell a story. And if you can't make people feel uh, happy or sad or scared or, or um, agitated, you know, whatever the, whatever the story is, then you're doing your job wrong. You know, if, it, if it's just music for the sake of music, it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So that's another aspect I like about this, um, that it's very specific music. Yeah. And you learn to be, um, if not objective, at least you learn to tailor your music for a specific purpose mm -hmm. and and of course what you wait for is the director to say yeah that works <laughs> yeah. I mean nobody applauds for you, you know nobody stands mm -hmm. up and says, oh great piece great piece but mm -hmm. if the director says yeah that works then you're a hero you know you've done it right I think a big part of being a composer is the storytelling I think you have to understand the basic narrative elements and be able to kind of portray that in music yeah how would you do that when you actually get given a new project? What's your first step? How do you start a new project? Well, um, I don't. I, I try not to start writing until I know where the music is going to go, okay. because um, it may be that the music is there to play an element that's not a strong element in the film. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason it's a, it's not a strong element is because 
it wasn't brought out either in the story or in the direction or in the performances. You know, it may it may be one of the weaknesses in the film, and the music's there to help that element come out. Mm -hmm. So it may be, in general, a big suspense film, but what you're playing is perhaps a love story, okay. or a repressed love story, or mm -hmm. you may be you may be playing the anxiety of a specific character or something, and that may be the only reason the music's there. Mm -hmm. So once I can identify what it is that I'm playing to, then I try to hold that feeling. Mm -hmm. And from that feeling, then notes will appear. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like when you look at the piano keyboard, where are the happy notes? Where are the anxious notes? Yeah. You know? And before I get to that, before I start fooling around with melodies and things, I try to hold the feeling. And, if, and then I try to express it musically with a theme, or with, if not a theme, with a, some motive or some idea, or sometimes with musical color. It, it might be that I get the, the uh, sound of the instruments first, and um, then I find notes that will will use those instruments to express the thing that I'm feeling is the main part of the, the movie that I'm writing for. You know, mm -hmm. and that's basically what I do. I go through the whole thing that way. I, I years ago, um, when I was working at CBS Television, I was looking at a score that somebody else had done, and he had a six-minute scene of two guys, it was a crime drama, a six-minute scene where um, it began very placid. The two guys knew each other, they were friends, but one of them had been a murderer, but he didn't know that he, had, he was a psychopath. This is oh, typical wow. television. <laughs> and, and the trick in the, in the scene was that the, that the cop was trying to get this guy to understand that he was the murderer, and well, finally the murderer, who had been his friend, attacked him. So the scene began very simply, and it became more complicated, more complicated, and complicated. And the way this guy did it just knocked me off my chair. I mean, he he stayed with. I mean, it, it was incredible. I, I was I'd never seen anybody do anything like that before. Mm -hmm. So I asked him, uh, went out to lunch with him. I said, "How did you do that? How did you do that?" Mm -hmm. And I expected some big answer like, "Well, you know, I had analyzed the and the narrative." And, the, 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 and, and he said, "Well." I just thought to myself, how do I feel about that? And then I just wrote what I felt. Yeah. Well, that was the clue to me as to how to handle mm -hmm. just about any situation in film. And how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And you, you find some composers, my favorite composers, um, some of them are people you probably wouldn't even know, who were able to get so close to a scene because their feeling was locked into whatever the character was and, and the thing that they were playing that that you, you can't imagine seeing the scene without the music, and you can't imagine any other music other than what the, this guy wrote for that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, that's my goal, to do that all the time. And yeah. sometimes, I, sometimes I get close to it, and other times I don't. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's what I work for. Mm -hmm. Great. And lastly, just before we finish up, is there anything you can tell us about that you're working on at the moment? Can you tell us any upcoming projects? I'm not doing a movie right now. I, I just, I'm doing some concert music. Um, I just finished about a month or so ago, the, um, the pilot and the main title for, for the Orville, the, the Seth MacFarlane uh, okay. new show. Um, that was fun. Um, and then I, before that I did a theme park piece for Ferrari mm -hmm. outside of Barcelona. And um, I did a theme park thing for Disney. Um, but I just finished writing a piece for String Quartet and Orchestra, which, is, which were premiering in... in uh, January, and I've got another piece to start on immediately. So, those are pretty interesting too. I, I, I like I like writing music where there's really a challenge. There's something you have to overcome, and 
there was nothing more challenging than writing a piece for string orchestra, I mean string <laughs> quartet and orchestra, because mmm. the two of them don't need each other, you know. Yeah, it's quite an interesting oh, combination. Yeah, it was really hard. Mm -hmm. you know, but it, so I'm really curious to hear the thing. So are we. We can't wait to hear yeah. it. <laughs> so that's well, but you know, that's again. I mean, I can tie that into the movies. When you're when you're working in the movies, um, you're always you're always having to learn new techniques because you're always doing something you've never done before. Mm -hmm. uh, I ran into one of my former students at um, at a Hollywood Bowl concert, and I said, "So, how are you doing? Fine." He says, "You know, I I just got a new movie to do." I said, "Oh, good. What is it?" And he said, well, it's a movie, I have no idea how to do it. And he, he told me this really bizarre, ethnic kind of thing, that, you know, story that it was really off the wall. And frankly, I wouldn't know how to do it either. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you'll figure it out. He goes, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, Because you do research, you look up YouTube videos, you try to figure out how that instrument's played and mm -hmm. who, you, who you can get to play that. And, oh, you can do that, I don't, you know, and then you listen to that and you listen to this and and then you put it together somehow in your style, you learn things, and you learn how to do things. So, see, my ambition, going back to the beginning, is to be uh, be as good a composer as those Baroque guys were, who were yeah. really had mm -hmm. solid chops, you know. They sure did. Yeah, <laughs> so that makes me very old-fashioned, but um, you, can do it, you can do it in new ways as well. So, yeah, so the movies have been, it's been really good for me. It's, it's mm -hmm. turned me into a pretty decent composer. I like that. Great. Well, thank you so much yeah, for taking the time today. We've really enjoyed listening to what you have to say. Yeah, great. Thank you.